0: On this week's first show of the new season, we hear from Deal Town boss Steve King as he gets ready for his second full campaign in charge of the hoops. If we can win at
1: Fisher, on three points from one game. Brilliant! <laughs> that's all I want. That's all I'm thinking about right now.
0: And one of VCD's new joint managers, Danny Joy, tells us all about his opportunity at the
2: Vickers. We've come right through from the, the bottom bottom tiers of, of county football, really. Um, so it's, it's exciting for us. It's exciting to put a squad together that. We want to put
0: together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the seventh season of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town FC Youth. Seven years we've been doing this. Seven years, uh, wowzers! You might think that we've used our summer break to come up with a load of new features and ideas for the show, but you'd be very much mistaken. It's the same idiots and the same old chat. If it's not broken, then don't fix it. That's what I say. Uh, I'm John Phipps. I did some late night shopping last night to ensure that I don't have to go anywhere at all today on my day off. So I'm fully focused on the podcast on the line now, well, I must admit that I had three other people signed up to replace him over the summer, but all three of them took one look at the place and then found a better offer elsewhere. What are the odds, Matt Gerard?
3: Guess who's back? Back again. Yeah, back again. Seven, my lucky number. So seventh year. Um, Looking forward to it. Another exciting season. Like every football fan, optimistic how the season will go for our teams and for the pod again, which hopefully will be another exciting year.
0: Are you just uh, letting that bit slide where I made there that little uh, your little intro that I've had planned for weeks?
3: What You're gonna get rid of me?
0: No, that I ha- that I had three different people signed up and they all took one look at the place and went somewhere else. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll discuss that next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not aware, it's been a great preseason at Crabble. I've really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah.
3: So uh, it goes over my head, mate, because we're focusing on other things now. People who want to play. Come on. But, so there you go. No, no, we, I'm, I'm always going to be here, apart from maybe when I go on a holiday in a couple of weeks. But yeah, we can sort that out. But yeah, another year, seven years. John. where does that go? And, no, well, do you, do you, and so tomorrow is what? another year for me as well.
0: I have written here on the line, general chat, Matt's birthday, because, of course, tomorrow, Matt Gerard is your special day. Are you going to tell the uh, the, the listeners how old you are or do you want to keep that one secret?
3: Uh, no, I'll keep it to myself. So um, my kids say I don't look that age, so I'm happy with that.
0: Well, they, might, they might have I'm,
3: wanted money from me but that's about it I don't he,
0: he said he doesn't want anyone to know but all i'm gonna say is it'll be a big one in a couple of years time
3: exactly <laughs> yeah yeah um how are you mate how, how's your summer been now since about june you know we've been to london a few times just generally being busy enjoying you know i said before it's nice to have a break from football and it is a nice to have a break from football so um looking forward to getting back on that but yeah been busy we've seen we've been to the theatre a few times out and about with the kids so yeah yeah it's been re- really enjoyable so and I've still got my summer holiday to come as well so all in all yeah it's, it, it's been good I saw you so um doesn't get much better than that either does it
0: no absolutely not. and you went to Hamilton the other week which I understand
3: you enjoyed oh amazing amazing show yeah really did enjoy that um so we see Matilda with the kids those pings are my daughter texting me uh, if you can hear them in the background um yeah, we saw Hamilton, which was great, and we saw Matilda. So, and I say, every time we go to the theatre, you should go more often, and um, we probably will if we can find another show to watch. But it is quite expensive, but it's a good day out uh, in London, I have to say. And uh are you going to the Ashes over the weekend? Yeah, I am. I'm going on Saturday. I, you know, we looked at the weather this morning thinking, oh, not looking good. I don't think tomorrow, or Thursday's looking great. Friday's okay. Saturday, a bit mixed, but the weather's been, apart from around the world where it's, you know, the world's ending in certain places, sadly, but over here hasn't been too good for a while. But hopefully we can get four days paying and, and the test, health permitting, because I was supposed to go last year, wouldn't I? But then I had my issue. But um, fingers crossed that I don't have an issue in the next couple of days. So I'm looking forward to the um, to the third day of the Ashes test. Yes,
0: of course, you'll hamstrung struggle on Saturday uh, in terms of transport, though, I'd imagine.
3: Yeah, we were going to get the train. Um, thanks again for the um, free pass for the, um, w- the uh, Ken Press Awards. You get a free train ticket. But I disappointed John. You know my old trick of putting it in pencil. <clears> I used that when I went to see Hamilton. The lady said, you've written that in pencil. Use this pen. Wow.
0: But, so you
3: know, not, they saw you coming. Wow. You know, surely, you know, I thought it was a good idea. So that that annoyed me straight off. Put it in a pen. Didn't even say nicely. Ooh. She said, you've this. So I've lost that one. But I think I've got one somewhere else. But can't use it. Because on strike but thankfully my friend who lives in canterbury um is going to um drive us up there so but i'm not a big drinker so it doesn't really matter so but i'm looking forward to a nice day out
0: Yeah, well, I'm there on Monday, uh, obviously game permitting, so we shall see uh, what happens. But either way, I've got the day off. Uh, Anyway, let's move on a little bit. It's our 257th episode this week, and that is a Fermat Prime, a Sapinski Prime of the first kind, a Balanced Prime and a Regular Prime, and a Jacobstall Lucas
3: number. What What number was that, John? I missed that, sorry. 257.
0: 257. Nice number. Um, Yeah, it is a nice number i really should learn what some of this math stuff's mean but you know i did a journalism degree not some sort of advanced maths thing um there are also you'll like this matt apparently 257 different countries in the world although the you united know. nations only recognizes 251 of them have you got a list of the ones the six, that there's six it doesn't recognize i haven't there's actually no, no them, but, but what i have got is i've got some good trivia to come oh, cool. um 191 of those countries are not disputed. Um, So that's how many there are on the legendary Sporkle quiz that I played many, many times in my single days. And I never got anywhere near completing. Um, But let's just say the list with 257 has a lot of places even I've never heard of. I mean, until this morning, the only Ashmore I was aware of is former ex keeper Nathan. Rather Mm. than the Ashmore and Cartier Islands, uh, which makes a list of countries, despite having a human population, of zero and i thought jacob stout oh. lucas was going to be the biggest load of nonsense in this section but um yeah apparently well, is,
3: well, is, that, is that in the caribbean
0: no it's okay. down uh, in between australia and indonesia apparently
3: Oh, it's be a country, a country with no people. That's
0: great. Exactly. It's not a country. I don't know what I don't know where this what this is, was on, but it was something that's filled a couple of minutes on this week's podcast, and that's all that matters. Um, you heard me say at the top of the show that we are now sponsored by Sandwich Town FC Youth. Uh, it's kind of Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating with a different hat on. Uh, here to explain it all is the man himself, Nick Cunningham of Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. Good evening,
4: everyone. I'm Nick Cunningham of Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating of Sandwich Limited. I've been been the proud sponsor of the Kent Non-League podcast now for two years. Um, This year I will be carrying on sponsoring uh, Matthew, or Matt and John, um, but this is going to be a slightly different year. I've now formed a new Phoenix club called Sandwich Town FC. I've affiliated with the Sandwich Town FC men's club. Um, It's been something I've been looking at doing for the last 12 months, and now it's come to fruition. We'll be playing in the East Kent youth under 11 league on Sundays. Um, and it would be the first time there's been a boys and girls team in Sandwich for over 30 years. I've been lucky enough to um, negotiate the um, use of the Sandwich Town Cricket Club full pavilion, that's pavilion, clubhouse and full facilities, which I'm super excited about, it's um, a great facility and it's the first time there's actually been a, a pitch marked out at the Cricket Club, the Butts, for over 30 years. Um, with my contacts with the club and um, the ground staff, um, I've been able to negotiate the use of the club over the weekends out of cricket season. For sponsorship, I've had some amazing sponsors. I've already had home kit sponsored, away kits sponsored, um, the Nine Side mobile goals. Um, I've even had a mobile defibrillator sponsored by um, one of my customers. So, what I'm trying to do is do everything in the right way um i've drawn on some of my contacts through when i used to sponsor dover athletic a lot so i've had lee hooky the keeper he trains my goalkeeper once a month i've had jake labelle down to give me some advice and a couple of sessions tom winter who also used to play for dover as many of you may know also is one of my employees he's done a session for my boys and i've had great help from joe reeves from dynamic sports who also will um runs whitfield juniors um, he's been a Matteo Joe, a good friend of mine, and um, he's given some great help for me and my assistant coach. So now we're doing it all on our own. Um, the ethos of our club is respect, positivity and sportsmanship. Um, we are also looking for one or two players who possibly have got experience in, let's say, Faversham League One or East Kent Youth League Under-10s last year. As I said before, I'm super excited about it all. It's been a long time in the making um, and more excited. But obviously for Sandwich, it's the first club, a boys or a men's team to be actually playing out of Sandwich. And um, the chairman is also looking down the line to get more youth teams involved. So, you know, if somebody interested, maybe one under under sevens, eights, nines, tens, so on, um, we are looking to grow the club. We also are using or resurfacing what was the boatman's pitch over at the um, south side of Sandwich. That's in the making. So the chairman, Rob Edwards, is looking for funding from Tollbridge or local sponsors to eventually get the the old pitch that's been pretty much left to ruin for the last 35 years to come back to life and and then have a team that plays at Sandwich full time.
3: And I have to say, John, after that, they've had a couple of friendlies um, as well that Nick, um, was doing, he's really enjoying it. I played four, won three, drew one. So, in ten years' time, um, hopefully, Sandwich is a club as a can be uh, going up the levels. But um, it's good to see every town needs a football club, and Nick's um, really heavily involved in the youth and getting it going. So, um, people of Sandwich, if you listen to this podcast, get behind Nick in any way you can. In a few years' time, you could be, we could be talking about the the, uh, the club on this podcast.
0: It's interesting, actually, you, you say that, Matt. I didn't really think about it until you started saying that, but you know, no senior football team in Sandwich that gets on our podcast anyway. Um, and, you know, it's it's another town in Kent that actually has got potential, isn't it?
3: Oh, beautiful place, Sandwich. We went there last week, walk a dog on the beach. Um, very, you know, good sporting pedigree. It's got a world-class golf course. The cricketers are doing very well in the in, in their standards. So it's a disability, but I don't know if it's why it's been forgotten about. Yeah. Um, the butts. Somewhere used to. My mate used to play Sunday League, and we used to go and watch football over there. So there is, you know, there is people. A lot of people who, well, quite a lot of people, live in Sandwich. So there's definite uh, scope for having a football team. And good luck for Nick for setting it up. It's hard work. It might be hard work for a few years, but hopefully that will come to fruition.
0: And of course, I'm guessing they're, they're like any players as well. So if you've got any yeah. uh, young uns who might be interested in in playing at Sandwich, I mean, you could relive the glory days that I had uh, when I was uh, a, a, a youngster, a pre team, when I played for the mighty Havelock Hammers uh, and get yourself down to Sandwich Town, yeah?
3: Yeah, no problem. Get in contact with us and we can always pass the details on to Nick
0: absolutely right let's get on with the show then and uh, this week it's a Scheffel special. as 20 of the 21 teams in the division and we'll talk about that later uh, begin their league campaigns on saturday and we're going to hear from two of the managers involved in the opening day over the next half an hour or so this is my favorite time of the year because everybody has high hopes uh, chief among them are deal town they finished third last season uh, with both teams you finished above them winning promotion so hopes are high once again at the charles ground for a good season Matt made his annual preseason pilgrimage to Deal to watch Dover on Tuesday night, where he and more than a thousand others saw Steve King's side beaten 5-3 by the Whites. I'm sure we'll be discussing Dover plenty over the next 10 months. So f- for now, it's all about Deal Town. And here is the aforementioned boss and friend of the show, Steve King.
1: Yeah, been very pleased. Um, picked up a few injuries, which has been a bit frustrating. Um, but other than that, had seven games and we've got, pretty much what we wanted out of all of them um, tonight was real good way for us to finish was very pleased with that um, we obviously had a good win at Home Bay last week a um, couple of other good results and good performances so yeah I'm, I'm happy with where we're at like I say other than a couple of injuries which have been a bit frustrating but that's football
3: uh, players come back probably fit or anyway you, you just getting that football back into the into the legs is it Yeah, it's just that little bit of sharpness
1: Working on new things that we want to work on Obviously we have a very settled squad Um, We've only brought in two players now um, Into the football club So it's been really just working on things That we thought we could improve on from last season And to spend a bit of time on those And obviously just getting people's minutes up And and their sharpness up But boys look after themselves over the summer And um, yeah, it's it's been positive And and we're in a pretty good place So yeah, pleased
3: Do you look back and analysed last season as well or was that forgotten about now?
1: Yeah, no, we, we, we spent a lot of time at the end of the season analysing obviously areas we thought we could improve. Um, we video every game so we spent a lot of time when the season finished, like obviously ended up, what, three points short, one point short second place. Uh, you try and analyse every little bit um, with the same squad of players. We can do that really because we're, we're showing them bits on video that's them, not other people. So yeah, we've done a lot of that and we go to try and be better this season.
3: But then we'll talk about the league in a moment first game I think as you mentioned it's your longest trip you've got to go to Fisher on Saturday what do you expect about? Are you disappointed to go a long way not a home first game
1: I don't even know what a good game is first up to be honest everyone asks you um, everyone's up for the first game of the season you always get some weird and wacky results um, to be honest if you'd offered me one I would say one of the other title favourites um like when we had Glebe last year and they were fancy, because have almost got nothing to lose when, when you go into that. But look, we had to go to Fisher on a Tuesday night in February last year, so we're going to take the bonus that we're going on a Saturday in July. Um, they're going to be really tough. They're always a difficult side, Fisher, especially at their place. You never quite know exactly what they're going to get. AJ always builds a good side, lots of talented athletic players. But look, we're happy with where we're at. I think we've matched the Conference South outfit for probably 65 minutes tonight. We're, we're in a good place, and if we can go and perform to our levels on Saturday, then hopefully we'll get a result and and get, get rolling
3: in the league. Yeah, that's where the league starts, but then you've got FA Cup as well, so it's straight on it, isn't it? Straight away now. Isn't it? So, what will you be saying to the players the next few days? Uh, I think after tonight's shift,
1: we'll probably have Thursday off, we'll do, do something over Zoom and uh, just do the analysis of tonight, um, let them rest their legs. They know how important it is that they they all buy into this club. They're, they're, the club means a lot to them, and we had a brilliant season last year. That obviously ended in a bit of disappointment with a cup final, and then missing out just as we did. And that's given us that extra bit of motivation this year to try and uh, try and push on to the next step. So we'll be ready for that. We've done our homework on Guildford for the FA Cup. We're pleased we're at home in that one. Um, what but sort of
3: standard do you think can, scaffold level is better than their level? Would you say?
1: No we we played we played egg and who ended up coming second in that combined county south I think it's very similar do you know what I mean we 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 lost two games of football at home all last season we're back ourselves at home um we'll do our homework and I'm sure we'll be favorites going in on the day but we are going to have to go and produce we I just said to the boys on the pitch we haven't had an FA Cup run since my second year here, which was 2015 16 so it'd be nice if we can get through a, a couple of rounds of the FA Cup but um we're fo- we're focused on Fisher We'll get Fisher out of the way and then we'll have a week to prep for Guildford and then after that we'll prep for V C D. That's how I work. That's how we work. We don't get ahead of ourselves. Um, we'll work hard, we'll do the prep, we'll do all the boring stuff. And we'll we'll make sure that we try and produce our very best every time we go on the pitch this season.
3: Skeffle, you know, it's gonna be an interesting league. Um, we'll talk about the playoffs first. That you know, team who doesn't win the league second to fifth in the playoffs, that really opens up, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, massively. Look, we've come fourth and third in the last two years, so we would have had two shots at it. Um, I think it was needed. Everybody knows that. Um, I think it's going to make this season exciting. Well, I don't like making predictions because we just were going with every game of football, and it's so boring to say. But forty games is an awful long time. We were we were ninth in December, and we ended up missing out on promotion by. A point or two so it's not going to be decided in the first ten games I think the playoffs keeps that open even more But Does that change you as a manager as the season goes on no because I'm boring just, every game is just a different game for me I, just, I do my homework go and watch teams prep and I just enjoy trying to win games of football and we, we, we'll reassess every ten games so we'll play the first ten and we'll reassess we'll Get to twenty, and we're we'll we That's what we did last year. We just did it in blocks of nine, or two two nines and two tens, and and that's all we do. I think if you start thinking about March, April, May, in July, that's where you go wrong. Do you know I mean it's it's we've got if we can get do you know I mean if we can win at Fisher, we're on three points from one game. Brilliant. <laughs> no, that's all I want. That's all I'm thinking about right now
3: everybody's going to say there's one team that's going to win it or there's not to win. Would you say that, Favisham? You know, big squad, um, supposedly large budget as well. Do you think they're the favourites to win it? Yeah. Everybody thinks that?
1: Yeah, they have to because they invested significant sums of money um, in very experienced players. I think every single one of their players gets in sides in the league above. Um, They've got a manager who's experienced at high levels. They've got coaching staff that... Do you know what I mean? Like, not just one, they've got they've got full on coaching staff, experienced coaches.
3: It's 19 teams against them, as in, you know, other teams' cup finals, would you say, as well?
1: I think, I think other teams will raise their game, but they'll. They're, they're the favourites because they've got the best team, in the same way that Man City will be the favourites to win the Premier League, because they're the best team next year. But, but does that mean they will win the Premier League? No. Should they? Yeah, they probably should. Um, I think we'll see how Faversham go. I'd. Do you know I, mean? I, I don't know. Obviously, they haven't got a lot of players that have played Skeffil. They shouldn't. Some, some tough, difficult places to go. Uh, sometimes I think people may underestimate the standard of it a little bit, um, and think that it's like I think people are still people here use people here to phrase the old Kent League, and like sometimes I, I sometimes I'm a bit surprised. Sometimes when I speak to young players at other clubs, they're a little bit disrespectful towards the league when they'll say to me like, oh, I don't really want to drop to Skeffil, as if it's mm. like. Like not a very good league and if you look at the sides that are getting out of this and the players that are playing for them, I mean you look at like Eric from Belvedere last year, like Rob Strachan, England C, dropping down from Welling, do you know what I mean? The proper players, put the side at Phoenix Pete Tashi and Hazy and Puy and all those boys they had last year, it's, you, you've got to be good to get out of it and do you know I mean? we've built a homegrown squad, do you know what I mean? These, a lot of these boys, I think when I release the press at the start of the season, think our signed on squads played over 2,000 games for the football club and we got one player over 30. So we're probably different to everybody else, Um, everybody else will build a new squad every year to to try and do it. We've built a squad and we'll see how we go over 40 games. Will
3: you be able to sleep Friday night? Excitement?
1: (sighs) Probably not. (laughs) Um,
3: (laughs) But you will enjoy it anyway, whatever happens. I
1: I love it, I love it, I love tonight. Um, enjoyed seeing a big crowd here I enjoyed the progress we've made as a football club do you know what I mean to see I don't know what the crowd was but seven, 800 people here I put on what I thought was a real decent performance good game of football for anybody who turned up goals at both ends um, tackles going in without it being silly do you know what I mean it was it was great and I'll go to fish and I'll enjoy that but I, I, I love football I, I enjoy doing what we do and if we can add some silverware some success maybe a promotion then absolutely brilliant but I'll just enjoy every Saturday, every Tuesday during the season.
0: Looking good, Matt. And, and again, the growth they are showing on and off the pitch illustrated on Tuesday night, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, um, really good. Uh, you, know, you know, when I walked into the ground, there's a guy, if you know the Charles Ground, it's quite a smaller road from there. You know you're doing well. There's a guy taking pictures outside the um, ground because he was moaning people were parking over his drive, which did make me laugh. He looked a bit of a hipster, so he looks right in at Deal uh, as a place. But uh, yeah, as a club, they're going. You know, when I've been there, you know, numerous times over the last few years, there's great things to eat. There's loads of kids there. a Well organised club, and on the pitch as well, you can see. I think Steve, as he said in that interview, he's got players who've been there, a, not, a lot of games, two thousand appearances. I think he said in that interview with him from there. So I think. They are going in the right direction as a club. It's going to be tough for them this season, but they've got a solid squad. He knows what he's going to get out of players. The players know what they're going to get out of Steve King as well. And maybe he played down his chances there a little bit, but as you say, the last two seasons, they would have been in the playoffs. If they don't get in the playoffs again, I think they'll be bitterly disappointed. And what I saw last night, they've got some quality in, in all areas of the pitch. Strong physical side. I, I think they'll be okay. Again, yeah, as he said, play in ten game blocks because everybody's looking at one team who are going to walk away with this division. It'll be interesting to see how they start, but deal way about themselves and go from there. And as he knows, they're a good side, good at home. They should hit the playoffs, I'm sure.
0: Roy Smith in the goals uh, on Tuesday night, Matt. Were you impressed with him?
3: Good signing. Yeah, I, I thought they they got David, particularly Dan Dover's right, um, left hand side there, right caused Dover all sorts of problems. Last 20 minutes, they're tired of it when David made some substitutions. But, they, you know, they're always going to score goals. They've got some good, strong central defenders, um, organized. And again, after you're organized. That's that's the main forward way going forward of this division. It's going to be tough. You know, is always we say it's a tough start. You start the games then you've got the FA Cup. So which is a massive priority for these clubs as well. So you want to start well. Um, we've seen teams start badly. And never really recover. So, for a lot of these teams, I think the first is absolutely crucial. You don't want to lose your first game, and you don't want to lose in the FA Cup because your season could be when you go out. The, you know, you know something you prepared for has gone straight away, and, and that can affect confidence.
0: And obviously, Steve King—it's his what second full season uh, in charge. At least this year, he's had uh, a full pre-season to, to do it all his way, um, and you know he's, he's got passion. But he also has got his side playing some some good football, hasn't he? And, and I think they, he wants to do things the right way, and he cares about the club, and that's the most important thing.
3: Oh, you can't get anybody. I said to him, you know, if he's a school teacher, do you get any holiday? Um, and he said, What's holiday? So, yeah, he leaves and breeds that football club, and he is desperate um, to get them promoted. I think you know, disappointment of the cup final last year that hurt him a little bit, but I think he knows they've got the ability to be right up there. Um, and if you offered him the playoffs now, he'd probably take it. Um, and I think they've got enough quality and he can bring players in as well, I think, if he needs to. Um, they've got the drop of the youngsters in the area and are likely to go for Deal for the plug on the up, I think. So, yeah, I, they, they should be in for a good season. And I hope it works out for Steve because, you know, he bleeds Deal town. You know, he's desperate to succeed. and very well thought of down there and the supporters and the members are desperate for him to succeed as well.
0: You mentioned about the playoffs and obviously Deal would have been in them the last two seasons if they were there. If you're not aware um, there are proper playoffs next season so uh, the team who win the league will be promoted automatically and then uh, second to fifth will take part in the end of season playoffs. While obviously it's it's, it's great for Deal, do you think it adds a little bit of pressure because um, there will be lots of teams who are now thinking well even if Favisham do go on and win the league as everybody a lot of people are expecting them to there's going to be people looking at it thinking well you know we've got to get in that top five and not everyone can get in there so there is going to be actually added, added pressure on teams in that top half of the table who are as I say it's before the season starts everyone thinks they've got half a chance of getting in them playoffs but there's going to be an added pressure isn't there to to push on and hopefully get into those playoffs and I think you know as you say Deal Town. They will be disappointed if they don't make them, out. and I don't think they're the only team who are looking at it now, thinking we should be in those playoffs. But you never know what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I think it opens up the league really well um, having the playoffs, and it, thankfully they've come to that decision after the chaos of the last two couple of years we've had. Luckily, we've had, luckily from the scaffold you've had two sides promoted, and that's going to go and continue. I think it just opens the league up for a lot of teams. You can think right. We can, we can never go at the playoffs here. They And we know last season, we saw it. The league you know, got tighter as it went on, but a lot of clubs may have been keeping money back to say, right, here we go. We've got top five here. We can finish fifth and get promoted. And a lot of clubs are going to do it. It really opens up the division. You know, the elephant in the room, as we said in this interview, is Favisham. Favisham have got a lot of heavily backed, um, decent manager. who's managed at a high level. Players who shouldn't be playing at this level, or for that, have they got too big a squad? When you see the players on paper, how's it going to fit them all together? Everybody's expecting them to to, to walk away with this division. Could it be a shock if somebody else comes and does it? I think maybe, but it just opens it up, doesn't? If they run away with it like we've seen sides do, there's still something to play for. So I think it's going to be. Sheffield, we always say, is an exciting league. Should be even more exciting. And you know, I expect deal to get in the playoffs you know, expect Faber should probably to win the league. Would I who would I say could the other sides in the playoffs? Flip a coin job in the because there's probably eight, ten, fifteen sides so you think they could be in that position.
0: Absolutely. And we will discuss that Uh, towards the end of the show. I've got a little prediction uh, section set aside uh, for us, Matt. But as you may be aware, uh, it has been a manic summer in terms of managerial changes Mm. up and down the pyramid. Uh, And the scaffold is no exception. Uh, One of the changes was at VCD, where the club decided to make a change after their relegation. The job went to Danny Joy and Ross Baker as joint bosses. Uh, I spoke to Danny earlier on today to look ahead to their first game in charge, which is against... The aforementioned Faversham this weekend. So here is uh, joint boss of VCD Athletic, Danny Joy. As ready
2: as we can be, mate. Um, obviously, we took the job over six weeks ago. Um, retained, we've retained four players from the previous squad last year, um, which obviously has put a massive impact on the time we've had to concentrate on football. Really, so it's just been a massive recruitment drive, um, which is still ongoing. Um, we've probably we've probably looked at best part of 100 players in the last six weeks. We're all down to 22. As I say, we are still looking. Um, but yeah, we're, we're happy with what we've got. We'd still like to have one or two, but we've got quite a good blend of experience. A lot of hungry youth players that are, that are going to be unknown to a lot of people. But yeah, we, we feel like we're, we're where we
0: need to be. You say it's been difficult. Is it exciting to build a new squad almost from scratch? It is. It is exciting. It's, it's exciting for us as well,
2: John. Obviously, we've come we've come right through from the, the bottom bottom tiers of, of county football, really. Um, so it's, it's exciting for us. It's exciting to put a squad together that we want to put together. It's, sometimes it's more difficult going into a club where you've already got established players and you're trying to put your own stamp on it. So yeah, in a way, it probably has been easier because we've been able to recruit what we want in what positions as well. So. From that sense, it's it's been a benefit.
0: You mentioned it there about how you kind of come up from the bottom. I know you put a tweet out as well saying that how proud you are to be a VCD. So, if people aren't aware, tell us a bit about your background. So, so myself and Ross, um, we've we've managed
2: probably probably coming up to nearly twenty years, fifteen to twenty years. Um, we started right at, at Crocodile Reserves in Kent County Division Three, got them promoted, then we went to Bexleyan's. Um, Then we went to a club that's not here no more called EF147 that became true to sports. Um, We then got offered a job at Sporting Club Thamesmead, which was the first year of the scaffold. It was obviously previously the Invicta League. Um, We'd done all right. We were just below mid-table. Again, budgets weren't really as much in play then. We got through to the second round of the VARs. and then, yeah, then the, then the opportunity came up at Phoenix. Phoenix decided to create an under-23s in the Ishmian League. Um, and obviously, we've got a lot of connections with the club. We've both been there as youth players and still got a lot of friends there now. Um, and, yeah, we've done that for two years and we were successful. Um, we, the first year, we finished second but mm. massively against the run of play because everyone we was playing against was academy sides. that was training sort of every day and we was we was a once-a-week sort of Football senior football team We've done it that way um, And then yeah We got promoted Paul Byron Who was the manager at the time Asked us to come in um, At the start of the following season And assist him And unfortunately Things just didn't work out Um Paul Paul lost his job And Steve Boyle, Boyle Came in it Was straight with us From the start Said he, he liked us As as fellas But he had his own Management team Which we totally understood That's That's football um, and then we, we, me and Ross went our own separate ways. Really, Ross went to Wellington Town for a while. I went to help out a friend at Metrogas and then at the, Elmstead. And then yeah, this is this has sort of come out the blue. Really, it wasn't a job that we pursued because, to be honest with you, John, we never really thought we would be in a mix to get it. Obviously, VCD's got a big stature. Um, it's a well-known club, and we thought that it would be given to someone with a bigger name, shall we say? Um, but yeah, the job was offered to us and we've, we've snapped it. we snapped it. As I say, a lot of people won't really know me and Ross because we don't scream and shout and let everyone know we are. But we've been doing it a long time. So for us to be given this opportunity is, is a big thing for us and we want to try and make the most of it. And
0: how obviously you and Ross must get on fabulously to have worked together for so long.
2: <laughs> me and Ross have known each other since we were children. We're, we're both 40 this year. We've, we've Our birthdays are four or five days apart. We've got children with the same birthday. So it was. It was like it was always meant to be. We have our um, differences football wise, but we butt heads, and then we always come to the same decision. So it works well. It works well.
0: I suppose it's an interesting time at VCD. It's the first time they've been at this level for for a long time, and it looks like it's going to be a tough division as well.
2: It's very tough. I'll I'd, I'd be honest, John. Obviously, we know what the what the clubs are doing. Favisham and Snodland are bringing in fantastic players, but. We also know that this league, on any given day, anyone can beat anyone. Um, And we want to be one of them sides. If we perform, we expect to get results. If we don't, then you're going to come unstuck. We know, as I say, me and Ross especially know the level. It's a new one for the club. um, But hopefully, they can put a positive spin on it. There's a lot less travelling, there's a lot more local games, which might attract a few more paying customers through the door. So, yeah, we're just trying to turn a bad situation last season into a positive one this year. And I say the club's had a couple of difficult seasons, obviously which culminated in mitigation. Um, but we're here to try and put a smile back on people's faces and bring some young faces through the door, some fresh people that want to play for the club. And um, yeah, hopefully we can build and have a decent season.
0: And it looks to me like you, you've recruited quite well with some names that people be familiar with as well. So We've gone we mixture. We've gone... We've,
2: we've gone Experience where we can, John. Obviously, unfortunately, you know the way football's going. Everything comes down to money. Um, We've recruited where we feel we needed to experience-wise and we've retained experience as well. So, as I say, we've brought in Lakan Osudayko, who's a a forward, who was was at the start of last season at Hereford playing full-time. You know, So, the fact that he's dropped down to play for me and Ross is fantastic for us as well, that he wants to be here. Jeff Duakesi, the striker, has played a step four for the last four or five years. A bit in and out where he's been, and never really, never really set, settled and put a stamp anywhere. So hopefully, dropping down a level will get him a bit of confidence back. We signed Nathan Palmer, who scored 20 goals here from Deer last season. So yeah, we've 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 done what we can do with what we've got. And but as I say, we will. The, the idea is to have a young, hungry side, and then have the bit of quality and experience we need where we need it.
0: A tough start to the season. You've got two the, the other two teams <laughs> who came down with you in the first uh, three games yeah. and Deal Town away as well. But yeah. uh, first of all, Favisham on Saturday. I mean, everyone's going to want to beat them, aren't they? They're the team to beat.
2: Every Yeah, the, the thing is, everyone you talk to gives you a different opinion. Everyone says, oh, that's a tough start. And then the next person's day, like, best time to play them. Honestly, John, I think we've just got to worry about ourselves. If we perform on the day, if we perform on the day and Favisham are a better side than us, there's no issue. But as long as we perform to our maximum, we'll, we'll give them a, a real, real tough game. As I say, we're, we're in there to compete. We're not in there to make the numbers up, and we want to have as good a season as possible. But obviously, all the time having in the back of mind, what Faversham are the players have been signing are phenomenal. Um, so yeah, we're expecting a really tough day. But like you say, we've got a plan at some point in the season, so we go into the game full of confidence and hungry, and just trying to get a result. There's no better way to start the season than with three points.
0: And obviously you go straight into the FA Cup as well. A, a trip to Sandhurst, which I guess is a bit of an unknown quantity for you. Tough, yeah. From what we've read, Sandhurst seems
2: to have been promoted to Step 5 last season. So again, going to be full of confidence. They're so playing a 3G pitch, which I, I don't know. I, I, I would think we're probably the, one of the closest pitches there are around to being a 3G pitch. Our surface is phenomenal, but it's not the same. Um, but yeah, again, as I say, it's an unknown quantity, but... We've just got to worry about ourselves, for the, especially for the start of the season. Because we've got such a new squad, I think if we put too much emphasis on who we're playing against, it might take away from what we're trying to do. So we're, we're just trying to make sure that we get our, our ass in order and we get playing how we want to play. And then hopefully results and things will take care of themselves.
0: Just finally, it's my favourite point of the year because everyone's so optimistic. What's a good yeah. season for VCD? To be competitive, John. Obviously, we we
2: would ideally, in, a, in an ideal world, say we want to win the league and get promoted. But we're realistic. We want to have a progressive season. If we can get in and around the playoffs, I'm sure everyone at the club will be happy. But as I say, just after the last couple of years, they've had this a little bit flat. So we will hopefully want to get put a little run of wins together, get some smiles back on faces. And if you do get them little little few wins, you don't know where you can take you. It. it breeds confidence and obviously it's a momentum thing. So... That's our plan, to be competitive early part of the season and then build as we go and hopefully put a little run together.
0: Positive vibes from from Danny there, Matt, and it sounds like he and Ross are are ready to take this opportunity the very best that they can.
3: Yes, the challenge, we mentioned that, 100 players in. I always say, you know, you would always get players. There's plenty of players out there. Managing that, it must be such a hard task, but again, He's quite interesting what he said there you normally you go into a club and you've got 15 players and you've got to deal with them some of them you might not like some of them you might like. but he's had a clean sweep out there the players he wants to bring in and a couple of the quality players he mentioned in that but can squad around there and I quite liked it he said you know no real expectations for them after the had a difficult couple of years but a chance for them clearly age of 40 instead of being managing 20 years, they must know a player in probably north of Kent maybe, um, and they've managed to attract those trialists, they managed to mould a squad together. So I, I think really between the lines, he's pretty quietly confident they're going to have a good season if the team can gel with a, a brand new squad. But a lot of teams will have this, will have brand new squads. We mentioned Deal earlier, maybe not, but other sides might have to mould some players together.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a <laughs> few years, as, as you said there, that since VCD have been at this level. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a whole new challenge for them. And I think the skeffle as it is now is a much tougher league than it was the, the last time VCD were in it. So, you know, behind the scenes, they may find it a little bit of a, an eye opener, but actually I think going in and getting managers who are desperate to prove themselves at this level is actually probably a wise move rather than yeah. maybe getting someone who doesn't know a lot about the level and, and thinking, you know, that they can go for it, you know, from what, what he was telling us there about his, about their past as, as Managers and where they've come from, they're going to be absolutely desperate to show that they can do it. And, and the tweet that I referenced when I was chatting him, he said something like, "You know, people think we might not be big enough for this job, but actually, we're going to show that we can, and that's why we're really proud of what we're doing." And, and I actually think that attitude is probably going to stand, stand them in quite good stead. And you know, he sounded like he he, he certainly has got his head screwed on. Um, he's not getting carried away with with what they can do, but he wants to have a good season. And and, and I think they they putting the building blocks in place. And, and you know, it's tough. The, the three relegated teams, Fabrice and VCD, Corinthian, when only two of them can go back up uh, for a start, um, you know, and, and they've probably all got different expectations of, of where they are, where they can be um, and, and what they can do. And I think, you know, as you said there, a good season for VCD would be just uh, impressing and, and being stable. And, and I think that's a very realistic aim at this exact moment in time. But that's not to say that I don't think that with some of the players they've got there, they could crash these playoffs.
3: Yeah, I think they've got a chance. In some ways, Michael Power, I like as a, um, as, a as a player um, from before. He lost his job. You know, losing losing that uh, playoff game to a late penalty to be relegated was a bitter blow. But maybe the clean sweep of the players who are coming through, you know, they're not going to have that hangover of what was going on what thing last year. New set, of, a new manager, a new set of players, and a new hope and and realisation, right, we're in this league, let's work hard, and maybe bloody a few noses of some of the clubs, arguably a big game for them on them to show where they are, but yeah, I, 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 he talked a good, I liked how what he said, you know, and that again, I think that what he said there, the experience of what the jobs he's had, there's probably not many players he doesn't know about, and at this level, if you know your players, who, you come, who you've got, who you're coming against, could be absolutely crucial, so I, I think it's a a good decision with a pair of them and they're desperate to succeed. And that's all you want as a football manager.
0: It's interesting how you said, you know, some people say that Favisham at home is a good start. Some people say it's not so good. And then when you take into account uh, what Steve King said as well about, you know, how they played Glebe at the start of last season. So, you know, that there, there is no hard and fast way over what's a good start and what isn't a good start. But as I did say to to Danny there, you know, their, their start, their first three games in the league are against Favisham, Deal and Corinthians. So, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much a baptism of fire at this level of football for them, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it is. And, and again, if they're a new team, you don't want anybody panicking, saying they're going to be having a terrible season. If they pick up the, you know, win one of those games, they'll know they're going in the right direction. So, yeah, we've seen so many times that clubs have started when they get to this level, start struggling and and then start panicking again. But you've given him this role. Clearly, he's worked very hard over the summer tough opening fixtures for them but if they can build a bit of confidence it could build them up for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah and good luck to Danny and Ross and thanks to him for his time uh, earlier on today. I mean other managerial changes as well Matt and a couple of them have happened quite late in the day. Um, Tunbridge Wells, Luke Carpenter resigned last week um, just over a week before the start of the season. He was replaced by Steve Ives who started the summer as assistant manager at Tunbridge Wells then went to Uckfield and now he's back at Tunbridge Wells as manager so it'll be interesting to see how they go. And Lidtown still don't actually have a manager in place after a surprise resignation from uh, from Mickey Doyle, who said he had to step down due to work commitments, family commitments. Um, but they're still looking at, and, and I, I know they've got some experienced names down there on the pitch, Matt, but it's not ideal to to be managerless this close to the start.
3: No, Lid made some good sign. James Rogers, I don't know if Rogers, we spoke to him before. I think he said when he was manager of Hyde, he wasn't too keen to to get back in the managerial game. Well, I'm surprised. I thought he maybe he'll take it for the first few games and if he wants it. But they brought a lot of... I think they've got a nice link up with Folkestone, so there's plenty of players who uh, who play for both. I thought be in for, you know, the money they were... getting the players they were getting in, he thought they could be um, one of the outside bets for a playoff. But the manager who's been there a while, um, now leaving, that does leave a little bit of a gap and hopefully everything's all right with the club because... He worked so hard, out of nowhere really. We thought last season to get promoted, um, and you don't want that hard work to end before it's even really begun in this division. Out for that, but, but I think it's a, it's a decent job for somebody who's who knows the area. Who maybe got linked to Folkestone, etc. And we'll wait to see who's appointed. I thought maybe James Rogers would go and be player manager there, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yes, we will. Other new managers uh, starting the campaign uh, this weekend uh, at Stansfeld. I was, I was quite surprised to see um, the Stansfeld party company with their joint managers who got them up a long way. Uh, they've been replaced by Billy Shinners, is the new manager, uh, and Holmesdale as well. Now, Lee Roots have been there quite a while. He's moved on um, and he's been replaced by Tony Beckingham. and. To me, Matt, that's a very astute appointment from Holmesdale uh, who will probably go under the radar a little bit. But I've got a sneaking feeling that they'll be expecting to be in and around that top five with Tony Beckingham in charge.
3: Yeah, Tony, yeah, where was he before, Tom? John?
0: He was at uh, Irith and Belvedere last yeah, season. Yeah. until so, uh, till
3: right to near the end of the season, yeah. So, again, knows the level, knows the players. Probably smarts a little bit. He was replaced near the end of the season as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah again I just think a lot of clubs thinking that top five opens up right we're going to go for it this year so um and we know there's there's some decent managers at this level who may bounce around a few clubs but the key is they the contacts at this level if they, if they can get the players in they'll go for it yeah exciting times it off good old friends Punjab John always seem to start well then tailor off but I'm sure Chippy's thinking top five all day long um, from them as well. So should be a really exciting season for the scaffold there, like we do every year.
0: Yeah, and obviously Irith Town as well. Matt, we should talk about them. They've been uh, there or thereabouts the last couple of years. Um, they've moved house over the summer. Uh, they've been playing in, in Irith at the Athletic Stadium for, for a little while, but now they're actually going to be uh, at Bayless Avenue, former home of uh, Thamesmead Town. Um, an opportunity for them, I suppose, to, to put down... Maybe some roots at, at that place and it's a nice place to watch a game of football. I don't know if you've ever been there. I mean yeah, I I've been, been there yeah, for a yeah, few yeah, years, was, but yeah. you know, an
3: interesting move for that one through the town. Yeah. Again, looking at the fixtures. Them against Whitstable first game of the season. Whitstable as well. I think they did well back end of last season. They'll be looking at yeah. Again, yeah, Eric, I've been to the old ground as well, the athletics track. So that can be a bit soul destroying. So get some um, get down into uh Thames Meet and see how it goes from there. Everybody there's not anybody I would say, John, who's thinking, oh, God, here we go to season starting. Everybody's looking forward to it because they know you have a good season, you could go right to the wire for you.
0: I've got the fix in front of me, and I reckon there's at least a dozen teams who'll be disappointed yeah. if they're not in the top five. And that's a, a, yeah. a great thing to be. And I suppose, Matt, we did talk about them uh, earlier on after you spoke to Steve King, but we should talk about Faversham. Um, yeah. They are the red hot favourites to win this league. They have signed. Very well, they've got some good players, they've got a very experienced manager. Uh, they are the, the favourites. Uh, I think everybody will be expecting Faversham to win the league. Um, what I will say, uh, playing devil's advocate because I, I, I genuinely believe Favisham will win the league. Um, but they genuinely shouldn't have finished where they finished last year in the Isthmian League with the players that they had in the second half of the season. Um, they're also going to have the unknown of having a new 3G pitch put down, which still isn't completed at the moment. Um, you know, I I think that as we were saying earlier on, if you're going to play Faversham, now's the time to play them when, when things are, you know, everyone's kind of, everyone's looking at them. They're they're the ones that are out there to be, to be beaten that they've got, they obviously haven't been able to have any preseason friendlies at home. Uh, They were heavily beaten up folks in preseason at the weekend as well. You know, I, I like Sammy Moore, he's he's, he's been great on the show, we've had him on, um, you know, and I wish him well, I wish all of our teams well, Um, but none of us want anyone to win this league by 30 points, do we? We want it to be tight, and, you know, and and I hope that the best team wins, but I hope that we have a competition all the way through. Um, I think Faversham are are the team to beat, you know, and I I think Faversham are an Isthmian league club, but I don't think it's going to be as plain sailing as, as, as other people may think it's going to be.
3: No, you look at that, you know, the firepower they've got should be enough to blow a lot of sides away. Gary Lockyer yeah, scored a decent amount of goals in the other division. Juan Mufoola, yeah. It, it, clearly, you know, they should blow sides away at this level. And arguably, the league is going to be a priority for them. Is the FA Vars going to be a massive priority for them? I would have thought so, yeah. Conor Essam at the back. It's got people like Ollie Gray, who's been around the houses, yeah. Bailey Vosing goals played at a higher level. Um, the chairman clearly has put his money where his mouth is and the players they've got. My concern is they have got a very big squad, but not everybody can play, of course, and it's working that together. Um, and they had plenty of false storms last year, so when we thought, all right, Sammy Moore's going to come in, his previous record, he rescues his club, just didn't work out for them. And maybe, they, again, I've seen before, they've got to get rid of that losing mentality at the club, and they should have enough to do that now. So I think it's key that they start well. Be really interested to in see how they got on Saturday um, against um against Phoenix to see how they get on from there. So. Um, they have got players who shouldn't be playing at this level, probably could be playing two levels up, maybe even three, some of them, so. The pressure's on them, and as, as Steve King said, people will raise their games in there and It'll be interesting to see how they get on, but it'll be a major shock if they don't win the league, yeah. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, 21
0: teams in the Scafford Premier Division. Yeah, we, yeah, we did I a, know, yeah, I
3: didn't know this. Yeah, so we had a bit of a debate last season,
0: didn't we, about who might get moved. Yeah. There was some talk that lidtown might get moved. So in the end, uh, in their infinite wisdom, the FA decided that no one uh, would get moved and that we'd have an odd number of teams in the division. So that means every single match day we're going to be one team without a game. Uh, and then on on top of that with a 21 team premier division there are 16 teams in the first division um which i think is a bit rubbish if i'm honest you know i, I would rather have well i think i'd rather have two 18s than a 21 and a 16 if i'm brutally honest matt but um you know it, it is what it is it means how many people
3: go down in this this time
0: i think it because they're doing a bit of restructure above aren't they so there's only because there's fewer teams coming down from step four um to to allow these playoffs to 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 kick in yeah. so i think there's only gonna be a couple of teams uh, at risk yeah. of rele- relegation and then the fa are probably gonna end up with exactly the same problem next year of oh look we've got all these teams in this kent area oh what are we're gonna do with them um but hey who knows i'm not an fa administrator i'm merely just an idiot who sits in front of a microphone so i
3: take it glebe but the only team not playing but they must be playing in something else Are they playing
0: in- glebe have a charity shield game on saturday yes you heard me right there a charity shield game it is the uh Royvin vinter respect charity shield uh which is being played between larkfield and new hythe in glebe i'm assuming uh that this is based on disciplinary records from last year maybe uh and that's why larkfield and New Hithe, uh it's, it's, i'll tell edition.
3: you this is a tournament that's played every year
0: or do you think I've been doing a podcast about this division,
3: about this football for seven years, Matt, honestly? Yeah, yeah, no. But I suppose in some ways, somebody had to miss out. But but again, as we know, he does the fixtures. Maybe he could tell us. What, um, that must be a nightmare to work out. Oh, sh- balls, they've, they've already missed a week. And you've got to make sure that they missed a week at the right time as well, isn't it? Not worth having space of a month. So, yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a pain. Isn't it? And, and, and also, for my... um. OCD, John, it will annoy me that some people have played more games than others. We like it when it's all the same. Yes, all uh, well, right, just to clarify, uh, as I anticipated, uh, the Roy Vinter Respect
0: Charity Shield uh, is the top two teams uh, from last season's respective divisional respect tables. Um, so Larkfield and New High from the first division, Glebe from the Premier Division. Uh, it, this is to highlight the league's increased desire to promote respect, good behavior, and fair play. Uh, so the word respect has been added to the name of the shield, uh, this year. Uh, the winners will receive the league's top respect flies for last season. Uh, and so that is that. Uh, in terms of the respect table, um,
3: the Glebe club, ended,
0: they, they, they had less Simbins than
3: anybody else, didn't they? Well,
0: Glebe ended with 85 points, um, and Meridian VP and Larkfield and New Hyde were tied with 40 in the first division. Oh. Um, just to put that into perspective for you, uh, Stansfeld finished with 232 points. Good. Um, so I'm that's up, probably. I'm,
3: I'm up for that.
0: Yeah, that's probably uh, yeah more the Gerard style of football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'll expect. I'll the take
3: Gerrard it. They've st- still got the old um, Simbins in this again.
0: Yeah, I assume so. Yeah, I haven't heard that the rules been changed, so we shall see. Right, anyway, Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot. Top five, go.
3: Favisham, Deal, Snodland, Whitstable, Punjab.
0: Matt Jard goes for those five. I'm going to go Faversham to win it. Uh, I am going to put Deal Town in second, or Whitstable Town will be up there as well. Irith Town will be in there as well. And I think the last places are wide open, but I am going to put my, I'm going to say Homestale. They're going to sneak in there under Tony Beckingham. Uh, but do you know what? I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. And I'm sure those predictions will be horrifically wrong. I'm sure I'll be getting a text message when this is released as well uh, from someone. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's I going to be wide open. And I think so many teams will fancy their chances. I reckon out of the 21, I can see 15 of them being in with a shell. Oh. I can see a few that may find it tougher. But I think it's, it's, there's going to be the, the beauty of this level of football is you're always going to get surprises. You're always going to get teams who you don't expect to do well because they've not done well in previous seasons who just find the winning formula. And, you know, and I think actually VC, VCD are a prime example there, having spoken to, to Danny, you know, no idea what we're going to get from VCD. I look at the players yeah. that they've got, I've heard him speak, and I think actually, do you know what? They could do well, and they could do well, or it could all go wrong. And, and you know, and, and, Football is, as they say, a funny old game, um, and luckily most of the stuff we do is reporting rather than predicting, Matt. So we can uh, we can get away we, with we'll that. We'll but predict
3: that how many goals in these opening ten games.
0: The ten games on Saturday. Yeah. Fifty-two. Uh,
3: Fifty-two.
0: I'm going to go a bit. we have gone higher. So. No, I'm going to go a bit fewer. I'm going to say kg start. I'm going to say uh, thirty-six. I'm going for it. Right. Any nil nils? Uh, any nil nils? Uh, do you know what? Yeah, go on. I'll 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 say there's going to be a nil nil in there, um, and I am going to say that the nil nil will be Tunbridge Wells against Hollands and Blair.
3: So if you go into that game, hope it's not going to be nil
0: nil. If you go into that game, we're probably going to finish seven six
3: now.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. We love the scaffold Good luck. Great again. If you do, always go on the scaffold website. Majority of all our information. With the fixtures comes from there. Really great site. Um, they're great supporters of the pod. So um should be a fantastic season. And of course, we'd love one of our scaffold teams to go really well in the FA Cup. If one of them gets to the third, fourth qualifying round. would be absolutely amazing. And good chance this year, John. We could have a Vars winner as well, I think.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's run through the fixtures then for the first time this season on Saturday uh, these games will all kick off. It's Corinthian against Kennington, uh, Fisher against Dealtown, Lidtown against Holmesdale, Punjab United against Beersted, Town against Stansfield, Tunbridge Wells against Hollands and Blair, a 15-goal thriller uh, at the Colverdon there, VCD Athletic against Bavisham, as we've mentioned, Wellingtown against Rusthall. and it's Whitstable Town against Erith Town, as we've already mentioned, uh, the Roy Vinter Respect Charity Shield between Larkfield and New Hyde, and Glebe, uh, just to finish off, just to mark your cards as well, Uh, Here we are today is the 26th of July. The National League starts on August the 5th, so a week on Saturday, as does the Scaffold First Division. Uh, The Ishmael League, the league proper starts on August the 12th, although some of our teams in the South East Division do have an FA Cup date uh, on the 5th of August. We will run through all of those fixtures uh, on next week's show. Uh, But as I say, this is my favourite time of year. Optimism is high. Everybody's feeling good. And until we talk about Dover next week that it will continue to be the case. Uh, it's been, um, yeah, it's, it's been lovely to be back, hasn't it, Matt?
3: Well, it is. We're calling it lunchtime, which is always good because um, it was getting later and later of an evening and you know how much I love my bed. So, uh, but lunchtime's done. Focused, looking forward to it. When I, I say when at the cricket, one of the first things I'll do at five o'clock is check out the uh, the results in the scaffold and hopefully for all our sides, um, it could be a, a good start to the season. So, yeah, I needed that little break from football, but now I'm excited to how the next nine months will begin, John. So we, we will 43. We should. We might even hit the 300 show at the end of our season next season. Can we? It should be close. Thinking about It'd it,
0: we tend to get around 40, 42 in a season. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be things like holidays and. Uh, and bits and pieces like that but yeah we could, could be, be yeah. very close to 300 to come the end of the season which would be yeah. a, a great moment uh, for us all. Um, Matt a couple of things I do want to raise with you are you over your Fran Japan uh, incident yet?
3: No it was poor wasn't it I didn't really like that no so, uh, we went to, so
0: yeah. I, you explain it John. Well so we went to the uh, Kent press and Broadcast Awards where we were nominated uh, for uh, Sports Jones of the Year we did not win this year uh, but congratulations to those who did um, And Matt was given was shown a picture of the menu uh, and chose accordingly um and when his dessert came out he looked at me quite frustrated and Matt was the nicest man in the world he looked to me quite frustrated and said i didn't order this and i emphatically proved him wrong by showing him the message that he sent me um and he said that he did not know what frangipan was um mm. you know and, and he looked on jealously while i demolished the chocolate dessert in front of him
3: yes yeah i didn't know what i and I probably wouldn't go again. So maybe I thought it was something, maybe something creamy. I don't know, but yeah, lovely event. Again, I could have turned around because by the time I got there, we had one, which made me laugh. But the uh, people at our table were very friendly, um, and it was a good event. And, it, and I furnished your wallet with some money as well. So all in all, it was a good. Uh, it was a good a good Friday uh, afternoon, spent. Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? Um, yeah, no, it was. It, yeah, it
0: was just it was a shame. Um, as you say, that you lost by the, that we'd lost by the time <laughs> you got there, um, you know. But it was a great honour to win it last year, so yeah. um, it would have been um, ridiculous to. We don't do again. it for
3: the wars done. We do it for the love of the game. We do, and
0: we do it for the listeners. Uh, Listen, oh, yes, exactly.
3: Are, Interesting. know if we will get any new listeners, I've, I've now come off Twitter, John. A because I was looking at it too much and thought, oh, this is doing my head in. So I will probably have to. You know, you still, I've started, I haven't come off it. I've still got it on my phone, but I'll have to get notification when the Kenton Non-League podcast tweets. And if you are a new listener to Kenton Podcast, please tweet that back and we could say hello to you because there must be new people around the world who get to listen in. We don't have any marketing for this, it's just pure word of mouth, isn't it?
0: It is. Well, I mean, we do have lots of social medias because obviously, you know, Twitter is going to hell, uh, thanks Elon. Um, So we are also on Instagram now, woo, and we're on Threads as well, which may or may not take off, but it looks like. Are
3: you on? Have you used Threads, Matt
0: John? I, I haven't. Um, I mean, I have it just literally for for a backup when Twitter all goes to hell. Uh, but okay. yes, you can find us on Instagram. I'm just trying to find our username uh, and Threads. I'll get are... my
3: daughter to, to follow us on that, so she can get me involved. because she's Perfect. on Instagram.
0: So we are Kent Nonleague Podcast, no spaces, no nothing like that uh, on Instagram and on Threads. Um, I mean, Instagram, you don't want to be seeing pictures of our faces, so we won't be posting that many pictures on there. So we'll find a way of doing some bits and pieces. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. We've not left there yet at Kent and Podcast, uh, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Search for Kent NL Podcast, and there is uh, the Kent Non League Football Chats group, uh, which is always good fun. Um, I did have to boot someone out of it though, Matt, which was oh, very entertaining. right. Oh, so there was this guy, and he joined, and um, <laughs> we're going to lose a listener here, Tom. Uh, no, we're not. Um, and he made a comment. He went to. Um, was some Timpot team that Dover lost to. Enfield, was it? Oh, uh, yeah. He went to that game and he posted in the Kent non-league chat group um, what a lovely time he'd had and how great the hospitality was at Crabble. Mm-hmm. And so I put my tongue firmly in my cheek and I said, Christ, when did the hospitality at Dover get so good? Um, Apart from being an away team where they've happily proffered up three points over the past three years. You know, quite what? funny, I thought. Yeah. And this guy went on a massive rant saying, Oh, you're funny, aren't you? Ra, 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 ra. And I said, Well, I said, like, and this guy had added me as a friend to my personal Facebook page. So I was like, Well, he must know about the podcast. So I replied, and I was like, Well, I'm sure he you know, like, Matt's a massive Dover fan, it's all just banter, it's all just a joke, and he was like I've not heard of you, Mr. Podcaster why do you think you're so, and literally spent about five or six messages just snagging me off, and I thought, you know what, I don't need this um, and it's a shame, because the guy's written a book which it would have been really interesting to have him on the show to talk about his book, but he thinks that... What was his book? I don't know I don't, I, we're, not, we're, not, we're
3: not giving him free publicity so no, no, I'm he not, um, but, but basically
0: he was saying, I've never heard of your podcast and was basically accusing me of being here comes the beat machine, Billy Big because I was saying, well, you know what? I've done a podcast for seven years. This is a group that's based on that podcast. I kind of assume most people in this group know of the podcast. Yeah. And he got his knickers in a right twist about it. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that was fun. But honestly, it's a good group. It's good fun. I just updated the rules to say very clearly, don't be a dick. And then you can play in my group. <laughs> um,
3: put your predictions in there as well, please. Are you yeah,
0: do predict. Well? I don't ask people who they think um, is going to win the scaffolding. Unsurprisingly, most people think Faversham yeah. are going to win it. Um, yeah, um, a little bit of personal news before um, we head off. I got engaged over the summer. Um, that was my uh, my 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 main highlight of my summer, uh, main highlight of my year. Um, Pop the question on a beach in Spain on our on a holiday. It was twenty past eleven at night uh, when I popped the question, and delightfully, uh, the lovely Fiona said yes. So. Uh, we're going to leave it for a little while before we rush into anything. I mean, you know, we've uh, we've not been together <laughs> that long by by a lot of standards, but, um, you know, we're very happy. Uh, it's definitely something that we want, but we were looking to get married at some point in the future. And we'll also be looking to move in together. And that, Matt, will mean that I will probably be back in the fair county of
3: Kent. So that'll be yeah, exciting. It's yeah, yeah. it? good, mate. It's good. So um, congratulations on the engagement. Um yeah, well, I'll wait forward to buy my um, fascinator in the near future. Absolutely, I was going to say you need a hat, will not you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Congratulations. So, uh, yes, uh, and if you move back to Kent, it's even better.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, think, I, I mean, I've got to do that for several reasons, but number one, chief among them, is wanting to live with the. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, it, wanting to live with the love of my life. Hello, Fiona. I hope you're well. Uh, and hello as well to uh, to Fiona's brother, David, who I know is a big fan uh, of the show. And, uh, Dave, I just want to say to you that I do like curry. I do like curry. Indian curry. I do like curry. OK, good. And also, what does he follow? Is he? In- uh, well, he, he's a Tottenham fan, actually, but he um, he's enjoying he's enjoyed getting into the podcast. Uh, I know
3: another team we play in white that he should support.
0: No, he shouldn't. do you know what you could look at what's gone on at Tottenham over the past year or so and you could say are there any teams in white I'd rather not support and I'd still come up with Dover
3: well not yet allegedly we haven't had any insider dealing yet so be careful (laughs)
0: well you know there's still time uh, anyway. Uh, as I just ran through the lengthy list of social medias that we're on, but they're, they're just a reminder, Twitter at Kent and our Podcast, Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast and Instagram and threads. We are Kent Non League Podcast. I'm at John Phipps eighty one on Twitter. Matt says he's not bothering anymore, but he's still at Matthew underscore Gerard. And I'm sure he'll be whoring himself out with his uh, Dove Athletic Team lineups at some point in the future.
3: <laughs> that will be that will be the only time I use that, yes. That will be the only time I use it. Absolutely.
0: Um so yeah, thank you. Well, that everybody.
3: could change within minutes, John, so you've got to be careful on that.
0: Yeah, that's true.
3: Uh,
0: they might, they, they, do you think genuinely there might be a day where you name a starting 11 and then someone will have gone home by a kickoff? <laughs> yeah, good run, happen.
3: Or I could I be got, made manager at that point, though, I think. so.
0: Yeah. And it's that sort of language that got me in trouble on Facebook, yeah. in my own group. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. We're so glad to be back. And we will speak to you all next week on the Kentonley podcast.
3: Great to be back. A big season awaits. Good luck, all our teams.